cleaner, healthier, safer. The public's awareness of and appreciation for cleaning arguably has never been higher. Set yourself apart by requiring ISSA's Cleaning Industry Management Standard or SIM certification from your cleaning service provider. Specifying a SIM certified and professionally managed contractor assures you that your cleaning service provider leverages proven systems to operate safely, effectively, and efficiently, saving you time and money along the way. To learn more about how SIM certification can benefit you, visit sims.issa.com. Welcome to Straight Talk. Pleased to have everyone watching this program today. It's an excellent opportunity to be motivated. Today, I'm with Kimberly Thomas. She's recently retired as the Senior Director of Services, Facilities Management at the University of Georgia. Kimberly or Kim, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate the invitation and look forward to talking with you. Yeah. Now, I'm going to put it out there right now. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm a Buckeye fan. Uh, Kim, who's your team? Uh, as you can see by the historic arches on my collar, it's the University of Georgia. National champs, right? Yeah. Um, and, and whether someone's watching this before the game or after, uh, well, you know, we can't predict anything. Um, and I won't lose any sleep when the Georgia Bulldogs lose. I won't. <laughs> Keep dreaming. Thank you. We've set this up nicely. So, um, so Kim, I understand that you spent your career serving the industry and now you're living on a beach in Cancun. <laughs> Not true. Almost. Huh? Almost. Right. I've taken a couple of trips, but yes. Good for you. Uh, I have, I have uh, retired from the University of Georgia uh, as the Senior Director for Services in our Facilities Management Division. And um it's a, it's a great time to kind of reflect, but also um, to share in some of the, uh, hopefully some tidbits that can help our professionals in the industry. Fantastic. And that's what we want to do today with this interview uh, to, to guide people and to help them to see what they can do and be inspired as well. So let's start with this official question, Kim. Uh, just tell us about your career path. Walk us through it. I know it's going to be inspirational for emerging young professionals looking at this industry? Okay, thank you. Um, I kind of took a non-traditional route to work in a non-traditional industry, so to speak. Um, I actually started uh, my career working in our University of Georgia um, Police Department. So I started off in public safety. Number one, it was a great way to help pay for school. Uh, worked my way through undergraduate and graduate studies at the University of Georgia. And having that background of working in public safety, I think really helped me to fine tune communication skills, um, emergency management, knowing how to deal with people in difficult situations, um, knowing that uh, the expertise, um, working with different technologies, uh, knowing that I had to have the confidence to, to work with all types of people wherever they are, meet people where they are. And it was a good segue once I 
then went into student affairs, working with uh, various student organizations and learning more about budgeting, learning more about the, the campus facilities in a different way that you don't necessarily see in public safety. And I think all of those things really help culminate in um, having a successful career facilities management, because then I can see things from a couple of different viewpoints, as well as knowing that uh, in our job, if it's the middle of the night and you have a flood or you're dealing with a professor or a principal, you have to know your business, know how to get resources, know how to handle various situations and be able to bring staff together to, to resolve issues very quickly, but in the best way for all parties involved. So working uh, through public safety, then in, in student affairs, getting into facilities was, uh, I think, uh, very important for me. I worked through a couple of different mentoring programs, and with those programs, they really helped me to open up my perspective on uh, knowing how to be a professional who can, you know, write strategic um, plans, uh, know how to pick apart um, different parts of customer issues so that we can address what is the true need, um, learning how to communicate with the staff, knowing what helps to make good training programs, and how do we motivate our staff so that they can then step into our shoes. My motto has always been, I'm working to find my replacement. And I think that's been very key um, to motivate myself as well as to make sure that our staff always stayed engaged. And how can I continue to prepare myself for the next step? How can I continue to make sure that my customers have full confidence in me? So looking at it from a holistic standpoint, um, in our area in facility management, um, as I mentioned before, you got to meet people where they are, but you have to be prepared yourself to know how to handle the various uh, different situations. For myself, I had an undergraduate degree in political science, really thought I was going to be working in that area, but life happens, you know. I ended up getting my master's degree in public administration, and I think that was a great um, um, uh the way to frame my mind in a technical and a strategic way to, to be able to manage um, large organizations. Um, at the University of Georgia as a senior um, director of services, I'm responsible for, I was responsible for almost 700, 800 people. Right, huge, huge numbers of people. Didn't always start out that way. Um, when I left the police department um, and became the assistant director for services at facilities management, or FMD is what we called it, I had 300 um, staff people, um, custodial staff, as well as support services staff. So understanding how to communicate across lines, not just letting a written directive be the final answer. Getting out, meeting people, talking to people is absolutely crucial. Um, being able to 
um, prepare yourself to speak in front of people. That's one of the things, you know, with all of the my mid-managers, mid-level managers and directors, you have to be able to communicate in an effective manner. So I definitely put a big star um, for that as far as our aspiring professionals. And I think also being able to have great written plans so that people understand even after what you have said has went away, what you have written and what the plan is, is crucial. You can share that plan with your customers. You can share that plan with your staff. And having a written guide um, is absolutely important in our area because um, in facilities, we might have renovations in certain spaces. We might have new buildings come online um, in the middle of the night if someone is working. We have to be able to fall back on concrete um, uh, plans and instructions. Um, and so having a great ability to communicate, whether in written form and in verbal form, is absolutely crucial in our industry. And I think another key thing that I want to highlight is my being involved in professional organizations, because it is absolutely crucial to understand what's happening out in the marketplace, what are, what's happening amongst your peers. Uh, that's why it's always been very important for me to belong to, to associations um, like ISSA um, and other types of professional organizations who can look at what are the legislative um, impacts um, that can impact what we do, what we buy, how we build, how we renovate, how we train, and what are um, the ways in which we can prepare our um, administration because someone has to fund some of these things. Um, there's a lot of unfunded mandates that come down from either state or federal entities that impact how we work and what we do, um, the environmental impact that our work sometimes causes, um, and, and how we um, really have to be conscious of health and safety of our stakeholders who work and study in the buildings that we're responsible for. So kind of in a nutshell, I hope that kind of gives a good overview of kind of how I got to, to where I am. I was gonna ask you, uh, and I think you've answered the question, for young emerging professionals, would you recommend this as a career path? I guess the answer is yes. It is, what a, what a huge exclamation point. Um, one of the things that we have to be conscious of, we have a lot of people in our industry that are at the point of retirement, like I am, right? We need, have, we need to have great people who can follow in behind us because um, our schools, our educational facilities, um, our work environments, um, you know, non-educational facilities. We got to have people who understand um, what it means to work in uh, safe um, environments. We have so much going on right now. We have to have people who have a great um, technology background and be able to understand all of the things that is important to the stakeholders and the end users in our facilities. Mm -hmm. So if you were to say there, this one thing was my favorite part of all this, just, just one thing, could you do that? What would that be? I think the one thing for me is seeing success on my staff. 
Um, like when we achieved our SINS certification, we received it multiple times. But I go back to that very first year and just seeing how enthusiastic and how proud our staff members were to be able to hold up their SIMS certificate. We had it framed in a huge frame and presented it to our um, custodial and our support services staff to say, hey, do your work and achievement. This is this is representative of your contribution to the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And they were so proud to be recognized yeah. in that way. You brought up ISSA and SIMS. Um, let's talk more about that. How did that help with the work, the organizing everything as a facility director for you? I think on the onset, the very first time, looking at what the standards um, that we needed to achieve would be and seeing the notebook is like, oh my goodness. How thick was it? That thick? It was pretty, it was pretty thick. It was pretty thick. It's probably but all digital you, now too. So it is. That's that shows the age, right? Um, but but when I drilled down into it, it taught me a lot about what was important for a facility manager. I always knew training was important for my staff. I always knew our customer support was important. I always knew that having emergency plans were important and all of the things that go into the criteria. But when you put it all together, it was a true aha moment to say, okay, this is the type of background that I need our staff needs to bring the confidence of what we do every day to our customers. Mm -hmm. So when we were able to achieve all of the standards um, and to achieve our SIMS green building designation um, at at the high standard, I can then go into meetings with vice presidents and deans at my school to say, look, this is how we work in our facilities organization. These are the criteria. This is how we know uh, what we do measures up measures up to every other um, industry standard, and it is based on criteria. It's based on metrics. It's based on science. It's based on our training. It's based on making sure we communicate what we do to you, and we hit all of the federal and state. Uh, requirements that we need to. You sound like you believe it. I believe it. All right. Because well, it, it gave worked. you confidence, didn't it? Confidence. It gave us confidence. And it also gave us the ability to go in and then ask for more budget mm-hmm. to in, improve our cleaning equipment or improve how we did indoor air quality testing or to improve what we wanted to do as far as uh, training and testing um, for our staff to make sure that we had a program and not just be being re, you know responsive as emergencies happen. We want to be on the front end instead of always being re, responding to an emergency. Yeah, let's pivot a little bit and talk about. You mentioned ISSA and SIMS and the and the certification, but other organizations or people that have influenced you the most over the years? Would you like to mention any of them? 
Yeah, and I've I've mentioned this story a few years back. I think one of the main um, inspirations for me to hop into this industry was my grandmother. Um, I remember as a small child, my grandmother, um, she was what was referred to in those days as a domestic cleaner. And she had her customer, she had her business, and she would go and clean people's houses. And just from that standpoint of seeing it was more of a friendship that equated, this is because I care, this is what I do, I treat it you know, as an important factor of, of what I do and seeing um, that type of work and then how we work today in facilities is the same way. We, we care about our environment. We care about what we do for our customers and how we can affect indoor air quality, sustainable practices, making sure that we're good stewards of our uh, fiscal um, uh, our budget and how we spend the money, how we take care of our staff, how what we do can impact the health of our staff as well. I see a lot of parallels. That's very important. Mm -hmm. And so that would be, I think, the number one inspiration outside of our staff and knowing that being an advocate for them means they can go home every night feeling safe about what they have done in the eight hours that they've spent in our um, at our campus. Absolutely. Uh, thinking about companies that you worked with or suppliers, any there you want to mention? Of course. Uh, I've been a very high proponent of working local. And I think the, the number one local um, distributor partnership that I've worked with over the years has been Athens Janitor Supply. They've been hand in hand and I've always treated um, our business partners as this is a journey that I need you to be on with me, not dictate to me. And I think that's been in good stead, whether that's been um, with some of the other folks that we've worked with, whether um, uh, Georgia Pacific, um, Thornton Brothers, is some of the other uh, local companies that we've worked with. And it's been a, tr a true training ground for them as well. Mm -hmm. They went through SIMS. They participated in our program. They went to trainings through ISSA as well, because that's one of the things I required of my business partners. Mm. It's a journey for all of us. If you're going to be representing me, bringing me product ideas, training my staff, I want you on board with how we want to train our staff in the right way yeah. based like on metrics and principles. Yeah. Because some might think when you need products, whether it's toilet paper or equipment or whatever it is to take care of a facility, you need someone to sell it to you at a price you can afford. But what you just described is not a transaction. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Because the good thing about working for a state entity is that none of this is mandated. And I've said this in so many other platforms, what we have done, it's not mandated from the state. So we had the flexibility to look at what makes it successful to us. What makes it successful to the University of Georgia has been that we know we're gonna work hard. We know that we're gonna get a really good price. Those are non-negotiable. 
But what are the other intangible things that we need from our business partners? Mm -hmm. And that's the part of the business journey that we want. So thank you for all that. That's good information and inspirational. You're retired now. Um, I have to ask, what's the, what are you going to miss the most? You're going to say staff, aren't you? Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to say that because that's, that's hugely important. I spent most of my time not sitting in the office, but out and about, because I think that was really important. And I think it showed our, not only our staff, but our customers, a level of, um, these are folks who really care you know, doing building inspections, walking through, talking, checking the area, and also making sure that our staff feel like uh, they have, um, have, you know, they, they have someone who can be an advocate because I truly can see what they do, understand what they do, because I'm right there with them. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, we talked about staff quite a bit, so I, th- I think that's that's great information. And and anyone that works for an organization wants to feel good about where they're at. Uh, let me go to. We'll wrap this up with two more questions. Um, if another organization looked at the University of Georgia as an example, what would they see that they liked? And I'm not. And don't say the Bulldogs. Don't say the, the football <laughs> team. What would you say? That. I think if another organization looked at the University of Georgia, I think that they would like um, what they see around our campus from the standpoint of you see beautiful browns and we got the awards to show that. They would see um, the buildings and the facilities and how they look appearance-wise, cleanliness, and that's great too. But I think what they really would like is the support that that hard work um, has given us for our administration to allow us to do the things that we do. So making sure that people would see that how, how much our administration, our staff, our students support our facilities organization, because that's not always the case. You're We're right. really tight budget scenarios everybody can't say that right now you know it's really it's been really hard on a lot of institutions to try to number one get through all of COVID and now that we are you know found we have fine-tuned a way to deal with that dealing with our industry um, um, interruptions with providing um, stock for what we need, um, all of those things. But I think people would really be interested in how our administration, how much our administration supports us. And it's not just in financial dollars, but that's hugely important, but also with the ability to say, hey, if this is what facilities wants to do, we trust them, let's, let's try it. Yeah, that's great, that's great. So you're retired. Um, I I don't know, Kim. Kim, I I believe you're going to just do nothing now. What's next for you? Um, what's next for me is I have still um, made a commitment to be in contact with some of the professional um, organizations that I have been working with. Um, I plan on doing some writing. 
Um, I plan on doing some more traveling, but I never will be very, very far away from this industry. I still um, have a, um, a social presence on a couple of the, you know, uh, media, um, LinkedIn, for mm-hmm. example. I found you there, um, yes. Yeah, because I think it's hugely important. Um, I am a mentor with a couple of the um, professional industries because I do think that it is important to continue to give back to this industry and to inspire some of our up-and-coming professionals to hang in this. This is this can be a really tough industry. Okay. But it's a rewarding one as well. Yeah. What you're describing, it sounds like you need to work with ISSA. I'm done. I would not be opposed. You are on tape right now. So um, does that sound like a next step maybe in your path? It could be. It could be. Could very well be. Because a lot of what we talked about today are exactly what we promote. That's why we're doing this recording, because we want to help the industry, emerging young professionals uh, to find their way to be successful. And we have many programs, including Hygieia, the Hygieia Network, to do that. Yes. So, all right. Yes. Well, Kim, thank you for your time today. A great conversation, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate talking with you, even though you're a little misguided with your football fiction. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking sure, forward to that game. I'm we sure we'll do another recording in the future, and we'll talk about what happened at the game. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Thank you.